Hi, you're welcome to a really, really interesting episode of Stories by Volakemi, and I'm your host, Fajumbesi Yewande Oluwa Volakemi. Yeah, it's been a wonderful experience. It's been a wonderful ride with you people. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for paying attention. Thank you. Thank you so much for suggesting topics. You know, we have the best listeners. Thank you so much. And today we are diving right into a very serious topic, something very important, something that the society has not discussed enough, something that I feel that is, you know, is a dark, sinister thing that exists in our society and is the reason behind a lot of people's actions and reactions but we do not pay a lot of attention to some people think oh it's only white people that have this kind of issues they just want to put in english and some people think oh it's demonic possession hey, deliverance. You can't cast out the demon. stop claiming you know is is a very important part because according to the um statistics in the united states at least 70 percent of the adults have experienced this thing you know at least once in their lives so you know that that's a statistic that is um, you can really generalize that is seven out of ten people who have experienced you know this topic that we are discussing today and not to you know really drag on the suspense we'll be talking about trauma talking about trauma how it exists in the society and we're not just going to be discussing in figurative terms or theoretically i have two people that have you know volunteered to tell their stories you know speak their stories say their truths talk about their experience how it has shaped their lives how their healing has been you know i had to formulate a questionnaire sort of and send to them so that they would answer yes we'll be keeping them anonymous because this is a very sensitive topic this is something that we cannot you know the people's privacy has to be respected and then it's just for you to come learn and you know pick lessons i hope that you have closure if there's anybody that's going to be listening to this podcast and you've been traumatized at any point in time know that we are with you you are not alone know that the the work of god is complete in your life know that you know a lot of encouragement may sound like where was god when it happened you know where was god when this happened where was god you know you feel like even god was part of it but i really want you to just listen to these stories and let light seep into your soul let the light of god let the healing of god let it come right into your soul you know so yeah that's that's it about the basic introduction i also read a particular statistic that said at least 10 percent of boys in nigeria have been sexually abused and at least one out of four girls have also experienced abuse before or any or some sort of violence and you know violence is one of the causes of trauma trauma is generally um an event that causes a, a great shift in people's lives that it really causes an imbalance you know it just shift it, it shakes them it shifts them i don't even know okay a definition from here a definition from i'm trying to find the dictionary definition for us um okay a deeply distressing or disturbing experience a person okay a personal trauma is like maybe the death of a child the loss of a loved one abandonment you know physical abuse these are things that cause trauma so um we're talking about okay there are different types of trauma but the one we are talking about now i think is emotional trauma there are various types you know there are ones caused by 
so many things there's bullying there's community violence complex trauma disasters early childhood trauma intimate partner violence medical trauma physical abuse so these are things that causes trauma we're not talking about medical trauma please today we're talking about the other ones you know people have been traumatized through physical abuse intimate partner violence early childhood trauma different things have happened to people while they were growing up you know disasters many people just lost everything they had you know complex trauma a mix of so many things community violence bullying i tell people that bullying is more psychological than people really know you know so that's basically an introduction to what we have today and it's a lot if i'm very excited i'm super honored i've had the opportunity to interview these people these great people i wish i had the opportunity to interview a um a man so that we can have you know variety and stuff but I, I just couldn't lay my hands on i couldn't get the contact of anybody that was willing to share their stories or even anybody that might have been traumatized so and you know some people have been traumatized and they do not know so is it that person is not the people i know are not self-aware and they do not know or they don't they, they really do not know like they, they cannot relate so this we're not sharing this topic um this podcast just for those that have been traumatized alone though this is really for them we're also sharing it for the, everybody in the society so that you are aware you know more about this topic you know that you know how to deal with traumatized people you know how to handle you know undo yourself around them you know how to relate with them you know what may trigger them you know you have to learn about triggers and stuff like that these are things that people don't know you've just been seeing it online oh and this triggered me and that triggered me and people even people that don't know have triggered me using it you know so you don't just end up um being insensitive around these people or gaslighting them because you think oh, it's just a random thing hey, are you the first person that this has happened to or are you the next person that this has happened to because some terrible events have occurred to somebody and the person survived it and the person is probably not showing any sign of distress or is looking like the person is okay does not mean the person is okay and even if the person is the healing journey varies in different people so i think i've got seriously into the topic so we'll be sharing our stories i'll try as much as possible to share as much as i can because i cannot claim anonymity like this other people so i'll share the little i can right now as i am helped of god you know of my own story and i know that the the these people's stories are going to bless you deeply they're going to bless you greatly and you are going to learn a lot it may not be as funny as the other episodes there may not be so many laughs because if you are just here laughing about some this is a very grave topic many people have died from this many people have is something that changes the entire course of somebody's life like somebody's life so we cannot just afford to joke around it or play around it we'll be gaslighting victims of this topic and we'll also you know make light of it in front of society that's supposed to take it serious with jesus joy because in all things we rejoice i welcome the first of my guests i sent my questions to her and she sent in a recording so i hope that this really helps you to understand i hope that you learn a lot from listening to a story and i'll see you after this i'll see you after my first guest you know we'll discuss a bit around that and yeah bye for now so because of the kind of job my parents had they were not always at home 
so they had to so one of my uncles came over to stay with us so when they travel he would take care of the house and then obviously look after me too so um i did not i can't remember the specific time the abuse started but i i get clear pictures from age three so let's just say that he probably started age three so this the sexual abuse started from age three so during the age three and um and or above when during the primary school time i there was not there was not a particular struggle because i did not know that it was wrong so it was just a normal thing it felt like he was a normal thing so you know imagine you've been constantly abused every day because the parents are not around and and you just feel like it's the normal thing maybe that's how they do because at that time where we lived because at that time where we lived there was nothing like um sexual awareness sexual abuse um awareness or all those things so people did not even know something there is something like that i mean there's something called abuses so it was hard to say it was hard to 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 explain what was going on and then people will find it very hard to believe because this is my uncle he was the nicest man you will ever see i mean he helps the old people go out and care for people children give them gifts and also was like the nicest person so when i come out to explain that this is what is going on it's so hard. people will find it very difficult probably thinking my imagination of trying to um spoil him or something like that so when i got to secondary school and then um, i started i started um hearing different sexual awarenesses and then um, lessons and then um, abuse awareness and everything so i realized that what what has been happening over time since like three years old has been wrong that it was not the proper thing to it was not the proper it was not the norm that it was just an adult trying to destroy the life of the kid of a kid or that destroyed the life of a kid so um the struggle begins you know so when i leave when i leave school i try as much as possible to stay long in school not going home for holidays or try to because we're always the only one at home so there was only the struggle that was, i think it was, that was when the struggle started because i already i was already aware that i was wrong and he, he already knew i was aware that i was wrong so there was always a battle you know tearing of clothes and everything at every opportunity he had so i was always like running away from home but the thing is, if I run away in the morning, I'm still com- definitely going to come back in the night. And then, okay, the reason why my parents were not aware was because over time, he, he started threatening me that if he started threatening me that if the if my parents get to find that they will not like me again, that they will probably throw me away. And so, because I was a daddy's girl, I did not want my daddy to <laughs> throw me away. So I kept quiet. So because of this, I hardly ever talk. I became very withdrawn, and then. Um, I started stammering because it it took a very long time for me to I mean I could not explain what was going on I did not want my parents to throw me away so instead I kept quiet I mean always in my room all the time locked in the room and and I'm um, always in the room locked up trying to escape um, trying to find a new reality and all and again i went into um cutting cutting myself because um i started using sharp objects to cut myself because obviously the he kept saying that nobody would want me so what's the reason of having a fine skin if nobody will want you at the end of the day so i went into cutting using sharp objects to cut myself then i usually scratch the hell out of my skin because i just 
wanted the skin to i just wanted the skin to go away a new skin i mean it's like i wanted to crop from myself out of the skin so um healing to the healing journey well i did not okay because before i finished school i had to find a way of living through it so i buried a whole lot of things and when i got to university i found out that it was wrong i had people who were willing to be my friends and i was running away from them because you know the voice kept coming the voice kept ringing in my brain that these guys when they find that they'll probably run away from you too you know you're damaged you know you're this and that so it took a long time before i was able to realize that these guys just wanted to be my friend because probably because they just like my personality or because they don't want anything from me they don't want to abuse me i mean they are just being nice to me because maybe that is their personality they are not after my body or something so i had to go and see a therapist and then i was um, and my spiritual leaders you know my fellowship leaders at that time too i think some of them understand what was going on and they were very very um they were very understanding they took they, they took their time to explain certain things to me and 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 then what what i gained was that um, my therapist first told me that anytime the voice um um keeps ringing in my brain that don't talk they will not like it that i should try as much as possible to say a word at that time maybe a letter or something that that's just me not giving the voice in my head power and then when i got to the fellowship to my fellowship leaders tell me that um anytime i just feel down anytime those voices keep ringing in my brain i should not go i should not withdraw or something i should just laugh at that because i have given victory over these things i should reaffirm who, who i am in christ and it has really helped does the journey stop does the healing stop no every time there's always something to heal about because this thing this thing has been a personality for a very long time from age three so that is that you that i had to relearn that is i thought was normal that i had to relearn there are certain things that i react to and i'm like oh why did you react like this and you have to what go over again i don't know if you ever forget this thing because I, there are so much damage that be done but i think the best thing is to what find a way to move forward then for people that are that are um been abused or not take your time that are currently being abused or take your time do not rush the healing process if you are not sure of anything just meet people who we understand meet people who we understand and then um, explain who, we, who will not force the thing on you you some people say ah you're supposed to have forgotten or something like that just try as much as possible to heal on your own pace do not allow people to um rush you to eat um do i still have triggers yes i still have triggers and um some of one of the triggers is if you suddenly hug me if you suddenly hug me from the back or from the front you, i mean you just come and jump on me and hug me <laughs> it's going to probably be a tug of war because the feeling is still there that maybe you are coming to attack me or something or something or if i'm sitting in a place and the window gets locked or shut it's always a problem for me you know when, when once i enter a room the first thing i know i uh, or um, the first thing i notice or the first thing i look for is a way out the fastest way out either the window or the door and i will not sit back in the door or the window so anytime i enter into a room and the room gets the door gets shut or the room gets shut that's like <laughs> that's like another um 
that's the trigger like i start shaking immediately trying to find a way out um i think that's all have i made peace with what happened well i think that I, not like i i think that i have made i'm not sure if i had made peace with it but i know that i will be okay i know that um, christ's love for me is more than enough so anytime this stuff pop up or something i just get to um well like i just get to you know say the say and say it over that god's love is enough for me therapy see therapy therapy is very important really we nigerians and suffering from a whole lot of things and we just try to um, think that therapy is for people that are running mad or something therapy is important really and prayer and christianity is really important they all help these things they all go and in and they all help this they all help in the journey of um healing Wow, like I think that's all I can just see from listening to that. That's oh, I was learning just like you people were learning. Though this is somebody I know, this is somebody that is very dear to me. But you know, even from first time I met her, I knew that a lot was wrong. I knew, and when she spoke about triggers, yes, I noticed that when you, I noticed it when we were together that if you just hug her from our mood will just change they will just be like it's now that i'm just even thinking back and i'm realizing that that's true if you just hug her from the back she will just see she will first she will first i don't know the first thing is she will hold herself like she's trying to protect herself or something maybe she she's thinking that you'll hit her or something how do i think of it i i really understand i now understand more i understand better so are you thinking too are you thinking of those people around you that probably just have some weird reactions to things and you're thinking why is this person acting like this i'm just hugging you i'm just greeting you like there's nothing big why are you doing like this it's probably because they've been traumatized and whatever you are doing is a trigger so i i in fact that was that was that was a wonderful i don't know i'll just keep saying wow like ambulance that's just all i can do that was so insightful you know this someone that was, that was abused for years went on for a long time and you know we are seeing the train the train of behavior of the abuser you know after abusing you now try to bully you say no if you if you try this if you try that if you tell anybody nobody's going to want you imagine you know there's even verbal abuse, you're already useless, you're already dirty. It's, it's a train of behavior from abusers sometimes for people that are traumatized through physical abuse or, you know, violence, rape and stuff like that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I learned, I learned so much then. About the triggers, let's tell my friend something that, okay, some people know. That I cannot sleep without lights. If we say, Oh, can I sleep with light? Can I sleep without lights? I cannot. Because sometimes, if somebody I really trust is around me, maybe we are sleeping together in the same room, then no problem. Like when I was in school, I had roommates and I was not alone, and that nobody can just come and meet me there or anything based on experiences. That was what caused that trigger, anyways. So if if um, somebody was to just maybe 
if somebody was around me, there'd be no problem. But if I'm alone, no. I remember when I was going to serve, <laughs> and I was going to serve in the village that there was no light. <laughs> what a paradox! <laughs> that was always like what it was like for me. It was not a funny experience. I had to buy a lamp on the way before I left. I kept shouting. I was just telling my mom, please, you have to help me get a big torch like that. The light is very bright, <laughs> you know. Even if I don't charge my phone, I will actually go to make sure I charge my torch lights because I have put it. Whether I'm I'm sleeping or but it is on so that if I open my eyes or anything in the middle of night, there's light. So darkness is like is one of my biggest triggers. When is when it's getting to seven and there's no light, I just I sometimes like panic attacks and it's anxiety. It just comes in different ways. I'm thinking, oh, the, the darkness is the cover for you know many many terrible things and stuff. You know, another thing I said before is just like she said, don't just jump at me from the back. Don't just jump and hug me. Also, I say, you want to surprise somebody and you are in the house, and the person does not know. You know, those surprise that they used to do that, yeah, maybe a person is in the house, maybe a spouse or somebody is in the house, and then you want to surprise somebody and you just jump on them. I said, don't try this me. My reflex, I would have hit you or wounded you before I would remember that, oh, you're just trying to grease me or surprise me. Or those people that they will lead them into a dark room, blindfold them. <laughs> don't do that. You know your doings because that's, that's a very big trigger for me. So, yeah, we are learning about triggers at the same time. From a story, we've seen that, yes, there are still triggers. Even after many years, it has happened, but there are still triggers. So, moving on, as we continue this conversation, I'll be, you know, my next guest will come up to see our own story and how it has been since then. I hope that we are learning. I hope you are enjoying the, enjoying the ride. I hope that you are, you know, so much light. Some of you, you know, you may not even realize that what happened to you was trauma. You know, you realize that why you act the way you do is trauma or something. And there's a very important thing too, at least you heard that. My first guest did not mention that Holocaust was not part of her experience, but something happened to me. Um, there's something called selective retention or selective memory, selective memory loss. For it happens to um, traumatized people or people that have experienced trauma before. That's a better way to um, put it. So I used to say that. Uh, you know, people, my friends tell you that I don't know how to draw. <laughs> they tell you that I cannot even draw cup, I cannot draw love, I cannot draw anything. I will just laugh and joke about it. But about it, about two weeks ago, one of my family members saw my younger brother. And the person asked after me, I was like, how oh, is your sister? She's fine. You know, this is somebody that we grew up together. We're very close when we were younger. So this person knew me very well. So I was like, oh, how is your sister? I said, she's fine. So you know, this person asked him, does she still draw? <laughs> People are laughing. I hope you are laughing, of course. Well, I'm not supposed to laugh about this because it's not funny. But maybe because of my experience, that's why. Does she still draw? So he got back home and was telling me, and he was reporting the events to me. And in my head, I'm like, eh? Like me? Draw? <laughs> are you joking? Are you talking about me? This me? <laughs> you know? And all of a sudden, it was like they opened the door in my head. And I remembered that I used to have, oh, I used to have drawing books. I used to have different. I just used to buy a lot of small, small books. Then my dad would buy it for me, whatever I want, you know, coloring pencils too. And I would draw different girls in different, different color of dresses. They wear socks. They wear shoes. You know, they were childish images. But I used to draw a lot, and I took it personally. It was what I did for fun. And I'm sure that if um, some of the things that happened did not happen, 
I'll probably still be drawing. If I did not, it was like I forgot totally the ability to do that. I forgot the skill. That was it was not like I lost the skill. You know, when um when we um through the I don't even know why I'm starving, I don't even know how to put the word. It was most uh, mostly around the year we lost my dad. So I think everything 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 before it it was like I forgot it. Do I have select I have some special memories of childhood but most of them are only with him i don't i don't remember anything with my siblings when i was younger let's tell people this thing is a joke <laughs> i don't remember anything with them when i was younger i don't remember even my mom from when i was maybe a baby till i was you know primary four or something i don't remember anything about her you know same thing i don't remember primary primary school memories i don't some people say oh it's random it's normal i don't even remember after the that in my class somebody still saw me i think it was last year or two years ago and she was greeting me i'm third person but i really thought i was in snob or something thank god i greeted back but she was like don't you remember me don't you remember the person who remembered my name but i'm like oh, i'm sorry i do not remember you so these are some of the things that happens to people after a, a really distressing or traumatizing event so yeah like i said i just thought to chip that in i'll be bringing on my next guest to share a story i hope the i hope you have a wonderful time listening to this till the end of the next segment bye again traumatized me okay so i'll make the story as brief as possible um it all started when my dad left us and um my mom basically had to survive unfortunately that was the period our businesses were not doing well our warehouse got burnt and some things happened so in order to keep us in school which she did she did not want to change our school because that would obviously make people know that something was up. In order to keep us in school, she had to do several jobs and she was out of states. Like she had to shuffle between states hardly around for that period of time because she was just trying to get her feedback, get money, keep us in school. So we had uncles and aunties who come and stay with us while she was gone. And back to back Almost all the uncles that came would molest me back to back, back to back. It was happening, it was happening back to back. But the particular incident that broke broke me was when I almost got, I was sexually harassed by a teacher in my school. And, and, but I was sexually harassed and the whole blame was on me because it was an external teacher, it was a French teacher and the way my school was built, it was both day and boarding so teachers had their quarters and everybody kept asking oh, what? why did you go to his staff quarters why did you go to his room, what were you going there to do whereas I was in class and he asked me to come take exercise books for the whole class and but nobody wanted that 
basically it was just me and my mom fighting because the government was in support of the school i don't know if the school bribed government or the police first i don't know but for some reason they were not taking it up they were not doing anything about it and the school itself was blaming me and saying oh i was lying it's a christian school by the way I was lying. I just wanted to rub their name in the mud. Their teachers are God-fearing. They couldn't have done that. And then teachers started blaming me. I was trying to seduce him. I was 12. I was 12. And I was trying to seduce him. Have I seen the way I walk? Have I seen the way I talk? It's very seductive. I must have seduced him. And... Um... And they told students about it too. And the students, my classmates, were asked to stop talking to me, avoid me. So I was basically alone. It was just a fight between I. It was just a fight between me, my mother, and the entire school in general. In the long run, unfortunately, we lost. We lost the fight. And. I had to change my school because my mom was not going to take it. She wouldn't want me to remain in a school that made that period of my life was hard. It was tough. It was I didn't understand. I was just a 12 year old and basically I, I was not the 12 years old I was praying for. What 12 years old were praying for. I was I was praying for peace. I was praying to stop seeing images which we now know as PTSD. I was praying to stop having uh, stop having this sudden shortness of breath where everything just feels like, oh, everything is stiff, which we now know as panic attacks. I was praying for God to stop all that. I was praying for God to stop anxiety. As a then, it was not called anxiety. I was, I was, I, I was basically praying for peace. I was just 12 and... It was not, it's, I, I didn't have the normal year. I didn't get to enjoy that year. I didn't get to enjoy that particular year of my childhood. So that's it. Whether I lost any ability, I probably cannot even remember because even it was until recently before i realized that i could speak a little bit of french before so um, if i lost any ability probably the ability to stop to trust people and be innocent because uh, I, I was still outspoken i can't remember losing any ability for now i can't remember i don't uh, basically i think learning languages was the abilities I lost or having interest in people yeah I think that's it what did push trauma look like okay first of all I was withdrawn because I had that of course I did not have any friend so I was withdrawn it was just my mom but my mom tried she did a lot to try to make me happy she made me 
tried to talk about it and talk about things but i was withdrawn i grew withdrawn i was still i was still reading i was still outspoken because i don't think anything will ever make me shut up i was still outspoken but I, i didn't want to play I didn't want to play. I didn't want to do things I used to enjoy doing. I, I I just wanted to read books and be my own head, basically. What was I like before childhood? Before the trauma, uh, I was a sweet child. I was I was jovial. I was funny. I was friendly. I was I was curious. I was I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know things. I would read books upon books. I was ready to learn anything new. I was I was basically the child that once I put my mind to something, I wanted to know that thing. Yeah, I was creative. I was, I was, I was that child. I was that child. I was smart. I was outspoken. Have I made peace with what happened? To be honest, some days, yes. Some days I've learned, oh, you don't have to be a prisoner to your past. You don't have to hold resentment over whatever happened. It doesn't define you. So get up. Forget it. Some days, yes, I've made peace with it. Some days, no. Honestly, some days, no. Because some, some, you, you basically just learn to live with it. But some days, it comes haunting you. How you react when it comes haunting you is why you need a therapist. How you should react when it comes haunting is why you need a therapist just the images never go the past never goes the feeling of oh you deserved better this shouldn't have happened to you never goes away but how you how you define yourself at that moment when those thoughts come how you hold yourself how you react to it is what matters is what matters is what matters because it's hard it's hard saying saying i've i've made peace with it is a lie saying i've made peace entirely with it is a lie partially yes i've made peace with it like you can't change you can't change the fact that you had that in the past but some days it comes some days it comes some days it comes and you have to be strong for yourself Like I said before, I didn't get any help apart from my parents, my close, my mom, my sister, and my grandparents. Those were the only support. But I'm so grateful because it's like the biggest and was like the most important support I could have ever gotten at that point. People gaslighted me. People gaslighted me. They, everybody failed. Everybody failed me. Apart from my my immediate family members yeah we, I, we my immediate family members basically and i'm so grateful because 
it would have been worse if they didn't believe me it would have been worse if they were not there to be with me if they did not stand with me when everyone else did not i'm so glad they did i'm so glad they did because it molded me it helped me they they saw the things they could do to help me they made sure years after they made sure oh i needed to see therapists they 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 were in support of me they were in support they did everything they did everything i could have ever wanted them to do at that point i have the best family i must say How was my journey? How was my journey to Eileen? Oh, that was hard. It was difficult. It was difficult. Ah, it's still difficult because Eileen, Eileen doesn't stop. It's continuous. You have to learn to live with whatever you have gone through. You have to learn to to <clears throat> let it not define you. You have to learn to see past whatever the past was. Eileen was difficult because at first I was looking at the therapist like, what's this one here? What makes you different from the rest of the people that did all they did to me then? Why do you think I should trust you? So I, I, I would go, I went weeks. I wasn't talking to the therapist. Like, I'll just come and look at her. She'll ask me questions and I'll just give yes, no answer. It was, she, she looked at me. I was like, yeah, I had not to crack well, I'm going to make sure I crack it, crack you. And in my head, I was like, let's see how it goes. I don't see you. I don't see you as the better one. I don't see you as somebody that will make me better. Like, I kept saying, where were you when Where were you when I was going through all this stuff? So why would I trust you now? What makes you different? Maybe I even put one of the family members of those people that made my life living hell. Like, why should I trust this one? Why should I trust this woman? Why? Why? And then, along the line, she got to know about what I love doing. And she found out, oh, I love reading. Oh, God. And she recommended books. She bought books. She sent books to my phone that I could read for me. And that was where she got me because those books made me open up. Those books, oh, God. I remember a particular book I read and i wept for days i even missed therapy session that week because i couldn't i kept crying because the book basically was defining all what i felt or what was i going through i was like ah, did you write this book specially for me and that was where it did after like ah, trying our best to know what i enjoyed doing and trying to use that to get to me was the best decision ever because that broke me and i just saw as oh this person is here to help she's really interested in me she's not she just doesn't want to hear my story and maybe use it to sell whatever she wants to sell this woman is someone i need to trust i need help and this woman will give it to me yeah so I say to someone who just recently got traumatized maybe by losing someone I would say to be honest if I see them 
probably just give them a big hug and wait for some time before seeing what I'm about to say now. I'll tell them it's okay to feel the way they feel. It's okay, their emotions are valid. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to feel that way you feel. It's okay to have resentment over some particular set of people. It's okay. But don't let it hold you down. There's, there's, there's a beautiful you in there that you shouldn't let the past hold down. There's a beautiful you out there that you should bring out. There's a beautiful you out there that you used to help people out there. So don't let that trauma, trauma define you. Don't let that trauma stop you from being great. You can do it, baby. I'm here for you. That's basically what I would tell them. And then probably recommend them to see a therapist and if I can afford it, pay for pay for them for one. I've paid for someone to see a ther- therapist before. I've paid for someone therapist session before and I'm glad I did. So if I could if I can afford it at that time, I would do it again. I don't mind. advice would I give to family and friends of a victim? First of all, first advice is, advice I'll give to them is, you, when you find out whatever you want to find out, whatever you think it might be, you have to be there for them. Don't blame them. They are already blaming themselves. Trust me, a lot of victims, a lot of people that have been traumatized are already blaming themselves inside. So don't add to it. You have to be a comforter. Then the most important one, you have to watch out for the slightest change in behavior or attitude. It is very important. Some people, some people become more hyper. Some people withdraw. Some people become way more cheerful than they should be. They're just trying to bask and cover it up. Some people become angrier. Some people become violent and aggressive. Some some of them will will keep to themselves and just be and just not be open anymore. Some will start asking funny questions. You just see them. That's not how they used to be. They'll be asking you funny questions because they're trying to give you hints. And then for some, they'll probably be scared around that person that is giving, that is making life living ill. You see them trying to avoid that person. You see them trying to run away from that particular place it happened or that particular person that is doing that to them. So it is, my advice is watch out for the slightest change. You have to be super observant. You have to be observant. Are they withdrawn? Are they more aggressive? Is there is there, is there a slight change? What they don't do before, they now do it all of a sudden. You just see that somebody has taken interest in something that takes all their time and they are always there just because they, they, they are avoiding talking to people. I mean, I've part of my therapy session to you meet other people that have been traumatized and you have group sessions, amazing sessions with other people. And I've learned from all that that it's the slightest change. 
is the slightest change and you need to pay close attention you need to be super observant to notice that so that's my advice we all need to be observant if you notice someone is not how they used to be something is up something is up either even somebody being extra hyper is part of it somebody just becoming sexually hyper is part of it a lot of signs to look out for to be honest but my advice is be observant stay observant know that person and know that oh this is not what this person does on a norm why are they suddenly acting like this is therapy session important yes i can't over emphasize on how important it is if possible i'll ring it every day in people's ears therapy sessions are important they are super important in short we need to we need to make it a norm here in nigeria because to me everybody in nigeria is traumatized we need it one way or the other. We need to make it a norm. I need to start hearing people say, Oh, I had a really bad week. I'm going to see my therapist because I need someone to talk to. We need to make it a norm. Therapy sessions are it for for you to know and learn how to control your emotions. For you to feel better in a way that no other person will understand. We need therapy and it's not just prayer i know a lot of churches will say prayer about it but this it's not just prayer prayer is important but after you have done the work and the work is seeing a therapist i'm talking from experience because i've preached i've preached but i never got better until i see the therapist and i saw it as god's way of healing me because god used to start this particular you know i don't even know what to continue with at this point but i'm sure that we heard the full story i'm sure that we saw another angle we saw a different pattern you know we saw a more vicious um you know this person was severely gaslighted at the same time we see emphasis again on therapy and the importance these are two different people that did not have any conversation before you know this interview they do not even know that they are you know they are, they are working on this together it's probably when they listen to it, they will discover that oh so that's if they, if they know each other or they recognize each other's voices so i just want you people to pick lessons from what has been said a lot has been said you know i want you to pick lessons i want you to pick lessons sorry you know i want you to see you know how this could have been you or if you are the one that has been through this you know be encouraged by the fact that the healing journey is a journey is a long journey it's not linear healing is not a sprint it's a marathon so if you've been there before i'm not saying this because it's a sweet or it's a TED talk 
healing is not a sprint some days you have good days it's like you're going to be fine some days it's like everything is happening all over again it's like you've never made progress before so i'm sure that um at least with the little that we've said on this topic even if this we've never been able to explore it to the fullness of you know the capacity of all that the topic entails from this stories that we've heard we have an understanding of what trauma really is we have an understanding of how it affects people we have an understanding of how it shapes people's characters they become totally different people to be honest they become totally different people i used to tell people that at some point in my life i was an enraged child i was very angry i was always angry i don't know why but that was my default state then any little thing at that point i'll just be shouting you know very angry very I was just, there was so much pent-up anger i think i was one of the things i was angry about was me questioning my head how did this man have the guts to just up and die how did you just go like that you did not even tell me how what like why would you leave me here you know so i was very there was pent-up anger then coming with the fact that my growing up years were really filled with verbal abuse a lot of verbal abuse you know so Oh, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. Constantly, I see it a lot over and over, especially in my teenage years. So it shaped, it kind of shaped someone that was already in, in, a, in a post-trauma behavior. It shaped a lot about my um, attitude, my personality, especially when it comes to my attachment or my relationship with people. I used to be a very distant person. I would love you from afar. <laughs> it was okay like that. Don't get too close. Don't get too. I don't get very comfortable with people around people. You know, I'm not a very. I don't like visiting people. I just do not like a lot of stuff. And friendship will just change it. You know. Another thing I wanted to, I wanted to really point out too is that um, as much as you know. Thank God for God, thank God for healing through Christ Jesus, we thank God for the Holy Spirit, thank God for therapies that have been provided, we thank God for counselors that are doing their jobs, you know, we thank God for these people, you know, we are doing a pod- we are recording a podcast like this so that you can know that, you can know how to love people to heal them, yeah, you are, you as a believer, you have the God kind of love in you, you know, how to love them, some people will be difficult to love, not because they are trying to be difficult, but because that's how they like that's just life has shaped them they are now i don't know they are now different people you know you hear that people change trauma is one of the things that change people you may know a very happy bubbly child and then after a very traumatizing event become withdrawn very quiet you know one one of this one of the guests on this show the first person that spoke you know, one thing i noticed about her at first was She'll be happy this minute, smiling, you know, you are just in, and like, you know, at the snap of fingers like this, she's totally, she's just sad all of a sudden, or angry, or enraged, like you just see it in her face that, but you were just smiling. Maybe she just remembers something, I do, is maybe, I don't know what will happen at that, in that very short window of time, you know? something will just happen you know some people will be like oh this person is not tired this person is not okay this person is not and you know people like that when they see them probably in church they say oh you are possessed by this spirit you are possessed by that spirit we are not ex- excusing um possession of people being possessed by evil spirits or all that we are not trying to say that it's not it's not um it doesn't exist it does exist but many people 
a lot of people have been accused of being witches, wizards, and all sort of things when all they were were just abused people or victims of abuse or people that have been traumatized or people that life has just dealt a heavy blow and they don't know how to relate with it. You know, many people have been tempted all sorts of bandages. This one, why are you always sitting by the window looking out? Or why are you always people? In society, rarely think of asking the important questions. Rarely think of trying to find out that okay, could there be something psychological about this person's you know reaction to these things? Is there anything attached? Anything we need to know? You know, we are not asking the right questions, and sometimes it can be really detrimental to those people's health because you haven't, apart from gaslighting them, you are now accusing them of worse trying to say that you are you are trying to paint them a villain when they were just victims you know this has started in people committing suicide low self-esteem all sorts because the, the trauma in itself is terrible already now not getting proper care therapy counseling or at least love from your loved ones like my second guest speaker said you know she said that was like the most important thing in her life at that point this support Till tomorrow she still values those people because at that time when everybody thought she was lying or she was probably the one that went to seduce the teacher or the one that called for the abuse at that time when everybody had something to say at least she had a family something else is the story that some people have a totally different story nobody wanted to believe them nobody wanted to hear from them nobody you know nobody came through for them but at least it meant a lot that she had family support so be that person that will support people love them regardless because god loves you regardless regardless of yourself regardless of all you could have done god loves you and he cares so much for you i hope that you've learned a lot from this podcast i hope that you have you've gained understanding of this topic and yeah I, I, I don't even know what else to say. I just hope that you have more light on this topic. Till next time, I remain your host. And I wish you a really wonderful week and weekend. Whichever time you listen to this, I wish you a wonderful day. I wish you a wonderful week. I wish you a wonderful weekend. Sending you love, light, and an ocean of hugs. Sending you comfort, sending you you know everything good sending it your way you are blessed bye bye